Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 396. We are at podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And what is up with the friggin' weather tonight? I'm I, I'm I, I'm I'm absolutely done. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm tired of it being cold too. I'm kind of meh. Uh, yeah. I'm just tired of being sick. You're always kind of meh about things. True. Mm. All right, we are live today, week of. Let me look at this thing. March fifth. Uh, 2019. We're here live on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays at 9 3 p.m. Eastern. I have to put a reminder to hit the stop button after the opening sequence. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's going into business for itself. <laughs> Not in the way I want it to. God, you know. All right, so we're live week of March 5th, 2019 here on uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch TV slash um, Anime Jam Session. Thank you to everybody who's hosting us tonight. I hope you're in. Hope you're in. Have a good time and enjoy the show. Um, you can also find us at live.vognetwork.com. If you go there, there's a little pop-up that shows you our show, and you can enjoy it with us. You can head on over to Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. You can watch us there as well. And also, you can find us on Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, you head on over there. Sh- you can check out some of the other shows. Um, that, that have, what I mean by checking out the other shows is each of the shows that are live on Vogue have our own channel. So come by, check it out, and have a good time. So, yeah. So, I'll ask once, I'll ask again. How is everybody? Eh. Nah. Uh, I concur. All right. So while we figure out what's going on with the audio, because it's not going off for me, we'll go we'll do a bit of round robin thing. So, how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Oh uh, well, let's see. Today was payday, and boy, boy, howdy, did my uh, bank account need that? Mm-hmm. So I got bills paid and rent caught up on, you know, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I know that all too well. And I've had some issues with my uh, PS4 controller as of late. Did you re- disassemble it like I suggested you to? Oh, yeah, I'll get to that. You see, like, this, like, goes all the way back to, like, me being a little kid, but I've always had, like, some kind of, like, you know, I don't want to call it, like, superstition or, like, you know, seeing the warnings on the back of the old the NES carts and, and all the, like, warnings in, like, the book about, you know, not, you know, taking it apart or whatever. I've always never... been like, you know, super like weird. It's like stuck with me for whatever reason. So I got some kind of like mental block about, uh, you know, disassembling things like that or screwing with them myself. Cause I, cause I feel, uh, I'll just fuck it up and make it worse. That's never stopped me. So yeah, well that con- the controller was telling you about, I took your advice to, uh, try and disassemble and pull apart and see what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I made it worse. I fucked up. Also, it Whoops. turns out both hinges are busted. Both um, two buttons aren't working anymore. So, 
it ain't working at all. So I had to run over to GameStop and get a used one, you know, for the time being. Okay. Only for a couple of days then. And I kept the receipt because I was going to return it, not, you know, sell it back and get like 10 bucks for it. Mm. So that's what I did after I uh, got off from work. I went to GameStop, sold the other one, and bought a brand new one. It's uh, gold, and it's also in the other room, but it works just fine. Oh, that's good. I also put down some money to get the Division 2, uh, the gold edition, coming out in, in a couple weeks or so. I thought it was uh, I thought it was coming out on Friday. Uh... It's Friday the 9th? No. It's uh, next week sometime. Okay, because um, I actually have like a code for a free copy for PC, and I haven't redeemed it yet, because I want the first game, and I want to play that, you know, and see how that goes. Yeah, I played the closed beta, played the open beta. It's pretty fun, but I had some kind of weird issues with, with the music just randomly dropping off when I was playing it, so... Mm. Hopefully they'll fix that for the full release. They should. I don't see why not. Mm. So yeah, that's how uh, my weekend day been going. Oh, that's good. Uh, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, for the most part, it's been good. Oh, that's good. Uh, just work and being sick and work and getting ready for Zenkai Khan, or at least attempting to get ready for Zenkai Khan. And getting all my cosplay together, and holy crap! Yeah, I gotta order a couple more things, and I'm all set. Yeah, I think I have one more thing to order uh, for my Amethyst cosplay. I just got the... two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I just got the masquerade mask for the formal on Friday, because they're trying to make it more like a masquerade and have people wear masks. So I wanted something that would actually go with what I'm wearing for it. Can I? Can you carry around an old style like Victorian like lace fan and like all done in front of your face like that? Uh, I could, but because I'm going as a wedding amethyst, I found a lace mask on Amazon in the shape of a large quote unquote cat. <laughs> so I can be purple puma. Mm. Good for you. Now that I know that that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna be, I'm gonna have to go track down a mask myself. I have one from, from one formal I went to an AAC one year, but I don't know if it's gonna fit too well, so I'll figure shit. I'll figure shit out. So you know. Well, I know they're trying to do some sort of contest um, because the mask is supposed to be themed. I don't know. I just figured mm. I would do a mask that fit with my costume, just because they're trying to do masks. I will probably be one of the only people wearing it, but I don't care because it goes with my costume. <laughs> Very well then. But yeah, other than that, I'm pissed off at Hot Topic because I ordered something and got expedited shipping and I don't think it's going to be here in time and I'm pissed off. Um, I will be calling their customer service and be like, uh, y'all need to do something. Yeah, well, I have to see because it's already through shipping. So there really is nothing they can do right now to get it to me. It should be here any in quicker. Time. 
it, it, it should be here. So, I, you know, you got, what, like 18 days to the con? Oh, it's not for the convention. Oh. <clears throat> well, but I did expedited sh- shipping, and it should have been here. It should have shipped yesterday to be here for tomorrow, and it shipped today. And I'm pissed off. See, that's one of the things I, I hated when I ordered stuff from Newegg because you you could pay extra for expedited shipping, and I'm like, well, you know, I I get it. But, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, I'm still pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I I really don't blame you. All right. So my weekend day has been interesting. So my first week at my new job has been pretty good. And I enjoy it. And I'm just kind of putting my nose to the grindstone, you know, to work hard and show that, you know, I that there's a good reason that they hired me for this. So. That's out of the way. Um, been working on uh, more cosplay photos. I decided to hose my website and start all over. Ran into some issues. So I should be hearing back from... Um, you know, from, a per- from, from my hoster. So I should be able to, you know, get it up and running tonight. Oh, I, the downside of that is... All of my blog posts are gone. Don't worry. The, the, the photos I, I have backed up already, so that's going to go back up. But And I look back at my site, and I've, had, and I've been running that blog for almost 10 years, and I've talked about a lot of stuff, and I know if I go back looking at it, I'm like, this is not who I am anymore, so I'd rather not. So the only thing I saved was the... The, the, the hotel convention rules and so, that's the only thing so if I can get up and running tonight I'm going to post that and I'm going to start posting a couple of um, cosplay photo galleries I probably will have start posting that tomorrow on my date when I have like more time to work on stuff so you know uh, let's see what else is going on and if you probably haven't noticed Normally, there's like a brighter light where I am. My Wi-Fi LED isn't working for some reason. I'm going to try to fix it later, but if it's not working, I'm going to see if I can just send it back to Amazon and be like, look, it's not working. I don't want to replace. I just want to refund. Even though it's past 30 days, we'll, we'll see what happens with these people. So, But at least, you know, the, the video quality is good. Audio quality, it's coming good on my end. I'm not seeing it push out for some reason, so... I honestly don't even know. Maybe I have to start doing the whole um, reboot before the show until I actually get around to actually hosing my system and doing a clean install of Windows 10, which I keep saying I'm going to do, but I just need to find like a day to sit down and actually do it. So, well, yeah, that that's basically ha- has been our weekend day. Uh, let's see, housekeeping news. Um, we have ZenkaiCon coming up, so hold on. I totally forgot to charge my headphones, so while I'm you know about housekeeping news, I'm just gonna handle business. So, um, we'll we got ZenkaiCon coming up. Um, one of the projects I have in store, um, you'll probably will be seeing some more, um, 
live streams from us, so that's going to be kind of cool. Uh, I'm going to be live streaming a couple of panels from the convention. I may be doing the masquerade. We will see. It all depends on what permissions that we have. Um, we will be doing some interviews at the con, um, but um, I don't think they will be live stream. We'll just record and just post on our YouTube page uh, a little bit later, so... That reminds me, I, I have to um, pester, I gotta email them, find out, we haven't heard back from press yet, so, you know, I mean, it's two weeks before the con, two and a half weeks before the con, so. Yeah, that, that's kind of scary. Well, it's I, coming up quick on us. Well, yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, I'm actually looking, let, let me look at something here, because uh, I basically save all of our stuff. Um, I, oh, I know who to contact, so I'll message her later. Because um, we normally, because I'm looking at last year's, we we didn't, um, we haven't heard back. So, you know, I mean, we, know, we heard like a month in advance, so I'm going to ping them an email uh, and just see what's up, so. So, it's it, and that's that. Um, let's see. The Weekly Shirt, all right? That's a new segment that we have here on the show, the Weekly Shirt slash plush or weekly cool item, you know. Kind of, doing this kind of gives you all a better idea of who we are as fans and so forth. But again, ignore the mess behind me. That's that's it's what it is. Um I said I would make my bed more often, but uh, I didn't today. <laughs> I never make my I never make my bed, so. <laughs> well, for me, um, I, as some of y'all know, I am a big fan of of Yohane, better known as Yoshika Tsushima from Love Life Sunshine, and I went to the third live, which I think yeah, the third live, the Hakodate. Uh, unit carnival as seen here on this pin which I'm going to probably put in my uh, on my shelf of my of my idol figurines um the other girl there that had a shirt that said fallen angel Johanne done in the style of the bullet club as you can see looks good yeah and it would be awesome if each of the members of Aquas had a shirt like that but they don't so I I picked it up Ended up having to get it replaced because I think when I ordered it, they sent me the wrong size type. I think they sent me uh, extra large in a girl's cut instead of a men's cut, but you know. And it was kind of cool. You know, I'm walking, I'm wearing this at MAGFest, and, and there are a few people uh, too sweeting me, so I'm just like, hey, at least <laughs> they get it. And I think sometimes I wonder, do they think I'm wearing it because it's a cool shirt or the fact that I actually know the. the the connotation behind it, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's, that's me for the weekly shirt. All right, what about you, Ari? Uh, this is a, uh, a Sailor Moon shirt that I ordered from one of those T-shirt-a-day places. And uh, I just thought it lo looked really neat. And it says SM1992 on it. And my stupid ass thought it was a some kind of Smashing Pumpkins reference. Oh. It wasn't until I was wearing it at work and other otaku came by and saw it and 
asked me if I was a Taylor Swift fan. Where's my little placard that says internal screaming? <laughs> no, wait, for a second there, I thought you actually had a, a sign you could hold up that says internal screaming. I should make that for next time because that is a great idea. I should do that. I should do that too. Feel like hold old school si- Uncle Yo. Hold up a sign that says "I quit." <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I just like the uh, Sailor Moon shirt, and it was really big and comfy when I bought it, and still is. So it was still, it's really nice. Oh, that's I think. good. And uh, to refer back to Bob Coffee, he says, "Nice, super legit shirt." Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Um, I think I got it off of uh, I think I got it from T Public. Um, if you just Google Fallen Angel Johannes shirt, you'll find it. There's a shirt, there's a site, out there, there's a t-shirt site out there that basically catalogs almost every single geek shirt that's come out in the last, like, four or five years, and it links back to where you can find it. Sometimes it's What site is it? I, I, for, I forget, but I know if you, if you Google, like, certain geek shirts, it, you can find it. Um, I'll see if I can find it later. I'll just leave you a uh, link to it. Okay, thanks. Cool. Hey, Actef, what's going on, brother? All right. Um, Mako. Mm-hmm. What is this that we see here? Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm in the middle of uh, bitching at Hot Topic. Fair enough. Yeah, I just got the shipping information. It won't be here until Saturday. Which doesn't help me. So, anyway. So, it looks like um, a couple of celebrities are chiming in on the whole argument over whether Comic-Con is... Uh, Mako? Yeah? Uh, you're plush. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. This is what happens when I'm tired and sick. But yes, it's a plush of Abby. Um, it is hand knit, crocheted, and uh, I had a friend of a coworker, or a, the my coworker's daughter did it. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's adorable. Yep. Yes, it is. A friend was supposed to do it many moons ago and didn't so well she's too busy with her head stuck up her ass in world of warcraft so you know yeah let the punishment fit, let the punishment fit the crime okay now that we got that out the way what's up with this whole argument about comic-con mako yeah so the thing that i actually first started talking about um <laughs> So it looks like celebrities are chiming in on the whole Comic-Con and whether that is generic or if the lawsuit to make it a copyrighted thing is, you know, good to go. So basically it is um, Salt Lake City Comic Convention going against the big gun San Diego. Right, right. Um, and there's, you know, emotion was filed 
and actors Zachary Levy, uh, Manu Bennett, and Kevin Sorbo join the heads of Salt Lake Comic Con and two other comic conventions trying to basically make it known that the quote-unquote Comic Con is a very generic you know, type of convention and that San Diego should not be able to trademark or they should not be able to fully copyright and trademark the line comic con. Uh, Their whole thing is basically that as a generic term, Um, Because other conventions have been using it for years and years and years. And have been producing, attending, and participating in comic conventions for approximately a decade. uh, Some multiple decades. That the whole thing of Comic Con should just be generic and not affiliated with San Diego Comic Con. And I I actually agree. I mean... People have been calling, using the term Comic Con for God knows how long, you know, so. Yeah, so in 2017, a jury did say that San Diego, uh, that San Diego Comic Con did have a trademark and found Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake Comic Con violating that trademark. The company, San Diego Comic Con wanted $12 million in damages. Jesus. The Damages judge for thought that that was excessive and basically cut it down to 20000 But they are appealing also the fact that the judge's orders were to pay the opponent's legal fees. There have been filings all over the place. Um, there have been celebrities, obviously, that have come out to basically say that you know, nobody should be able to own the phrase Comic-Con. And it's gotten to a point where even certain comic conventions like Denver Comic-Con changed its name just to avoid having to deal with anything with the lawsuit at all. So they're now called, um, (sighs) what is it, Denver... Denver Pop Culture Convention. Yeah. You see, I had thought that, yeah, like uh, Bob Coffee had said in the chat that the trademark applied to the entire phrase San Diego Comic-Con. That I wouldn't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. It's just the yeah. generic Comic-Con and everyone's, you know, blowing a whistle on I'm what you yeah, put I it. completely agree, but it was, you know, they went through the whole thing and... The whatever judge that they um, were up against and whatever jury they were up against decided that San Diego had the rights to Comic-Con. So, I mean, now there's just... Yeah, now there's just a whole fight over this because there are, you know, every state has its own Comic-Con. Indeed. I, you know what? I'm actually waiting for him to go after Reed Pop for New York Comic Con. 
That that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that fight to happen. Get the popcorn. <laughs> And the thing is, I would not be surprised if San Diego starts going after other people. They've already won one. They're like saying, hey, the precedent's there. I just find it odd that a non-profit like this is actually doing something like this, you know? Uh, it's understandable. Yeah, I get it. I mean, honestly, if it's... Why don't you just create a Comic-Con consortium, you know? Just be like, here. We had a consortium. We own the name Comic-Con. Here. Have at it. Do whatever you wish. Done. As long as 75% of your convention is comic books, we don't care. That's how it should be. Or something to that effect. Or maybe if somebody has enough money, they can trademark Comic Con and put it in the public in the public sector or something like that. You know, be like, I yeah, agreed. Put it for everybody. Oh god! Uh, no, no. And Bob Coffee asks, hasn't New York Comic Con been around almost as long as San Diego? Com no, no. Um, there have been Comic con Cons in New York City. For at least maybe 20 years, give or take, because we have Big Apple Comic Con. But New York Comic Con has only been around for maybe about 10 years or so. Actually, it might be closer to 15. Because uh, I remember going to the first to the first, to the first, first New York Comic Con, and it was fucking packed. I mean, I was kind of helping people to get into the convention, if you catch my drift. Yeah, there's a reason why I never went. Yeah, here we go. Okay, February, February 14, 24, 2006. Yep. 13 years. And the, and it's like the attendance numbers is like almost 200,000, you know. Yeah. It's just too, I mean, honestly, if it was a smaller type comic convention, I would go. Something like this isn't my style. It's not what I want. But it's okay. I know people who like that type of convention, and it's on them to do it. That's them. They can have that, you know? But I'll say this. Comic cons are the perfect place to find pure bootlegs. I mean, <laughs> no. there. I have seen people at booths selling DVDs full of arcade ROMs and the emulator for 5 and $10 a pop. You tell them the console, you get the disc with at least two to 300 games on it. So Chinatown has a booth at Comic-Con? Nope. This is regular, everyday people. I actually have a friend who, she worked for someone who did that. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, you could buy box sets at Comic-Con. I'm like, think about it. You can either, I'm just saying, um, all right, let's go with Code Lyoko. The entire series is is on DVD. Best Buy is selling it for 69 bucks. I'm just saying, it's the highest quality, uh, pure high quality stuff on the discs. Done. You could go to Comic-Con and find the entire series for $20 
and you and if you look at the labels, these the labels are generally a copy of a copy, and when you open it up, it's in black marker, Code Lyoko season one, and these are rips, and these are not going to be the same quality that you probably would have bought in the stores, and depending on the size of your TV, you're probably not going to notice. I'm just saying. Will there be uh, you know, compression artifacts all over the place? Probably. And as Dan Fan sixty nine says, I saw a seller of Mame consoles for almost four hundred dollars. Tons of resellers of items. Yup. And now that you can buy a Mame cabinet from Micro Center for a thousand dollars, if you want a full, really? yeah, if you want the full five foot arcade box, you can get it for like a thousand, and it comes with everything. You just gotta find the ROMs and emulation. You can get like a cocktail one that sits on your table for like. I think three or four hundred bucks, or you could just buy it by parts and assemble it yourself. Hmm. <sighs> Christ. Shall we move on? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Nintendo Direct has been so good to us lately. Mm, you don't say. They've announced. The eighth generation of Pokemon games coming out. Yeah. And they're called Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's see. The, well, among the things that a lot of people have been talking about is the uh, the, the stars we're going to get, which is a uh, Grookey, the grass type, which is very, which is ape-like. Uh, the rabbit score bunny, which is a fire type, and a water mm-hmm. lizard, Sobble. I do believe it's actually a chameleon. That's what it is? I think so. If you look at the video and watch it come out of the fountain, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's translucent until it actually hits the grass. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think it's probably a uh, chameleon. And the, uh, we, we get a look at what's uh, the place where it's taking place. That's redundant. Mm-hmm. At the region where it's taking place, which is called the Galar region. And it's based on the UK. Number one, Scottish Twitter has been having a field day <laughs> on this. <laughs> Juxtaposing, you know, wildly Scottish quotes onto, you know, clips of the <clears throat> the player character you're, you're going to play as. <laughs> I cannot wait i will eventually cosplay the female trainer i'm fairly certain that we are going to get a pokemon that's that looks like a corgi but based on a corgi but will you have a bad scottish accent too me no i'm just gonna be drunk hey um ari there is a reference in the chat you might want to take a look at hang on Oh yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, this yeah. shield. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the first things that I've thought of. Well, I mean, not for nothing. You did have the the Photoshop edit Pokemon Chunklata or Chunkla. <laughs> your, well, your auntie is a champion. Well, no, no. I'm waiting for actually, in all seriousness, I'm waiting for Pokemon Belt. <laughs> God, that's horrible. So that means we're gonna get Pokemon Spoon. <laughs> 
God. No, Damn. that no, that no, that's DLC along with um electrical cord, um ha- wire hanger, extension yeah, cord. This is right there. You're kind of not going for it. And what, the Pokemon Switch. <laughs> the Switch on the Switch. And, and the backhand slap. I will say this this though. If there's a point where I'm not battling a trainer who looks like Cammy from Street Fighter on, on a bridge somewhere with the northern lights in the background, I'm going to be severely disappointed. And as Theo says, Pokemon Broomstick. I, I think what inquiring minds want to know is, will there be a trainer that you have to defeat that is the queen? <laughs> I've Who seen has those. corgis? I want fucking corgi Pokemon, damn it. I've, I know, right? I've seen so that. I. I've seen the fan art of that. That would be so awesome. I want a damn corgi. I mean, they've been doing dogs, you know, the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. They should have a corgi Pokemon. Now, given how they're doing the gaming, the gameplay on this, I may just have to pick this up, and I probably will end up with the Switch. I, I, I do know this. When I get my Switch, I'm probably going to drop maybe close to $600 on it, the console, and the, all the games I plan on buying for it. Well, I've just been slowly getting my games. Well, I just really want uh, Mario Kart and Bayonetta, but there's a couple of other off-titles I do want to pick up, so... Yeah, I I basically, I got my own once I found out that they were no longer doing Pokemon for the 3DS. Yeah. They are exclusively now creating new Pokemon games for the Switch. And not for nothing... Now I'm open to sounds for the 3DS? Well, no, I mean, there's still (laughs) decent games coming out for the 3DS. But I had a feeling that the only thing that was going to get me to actually buy the next Nintendo console was Pokemon. And that's what it is. The first game I got before I even got the console was Pokemon. I mean, not for nothing. I think we've all done that. We can't get the console right now, but we we do go out and buy the game to have it, you know? I can't Mm -hmm. say that I've done that before. Must must be a different thing, I guess. No, I don't think... Ever, I'm saying some of us have done that, you know. Well, no, I've gotten games when they come out just so that I can get the special items, knowing that, you know, I had plans for getting the console within a couple of months. So, like, mm-hmm. Eevee came out, and then I had, I think, a month before the console, you know, before Black Friday, and I could get a decent deal on a bundle. So I got my game first. It just sat there waiting. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to how they'll implement it in the anime. <laughs> and and whether or not they'll stick with the uh, Alola style of uh, art. I hope not. I actually hope that they switch to the movie style. I like the last couple of movies and the way they've done the animation for those. It's definitely a mixture of the original anime style and the new, more bubbly style. But I'd be this, okay with that. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't make everybody seem like they're five. 
Okay, so uh, what's next? Ah, uh, what well, Captain Harlock? Ooh. And I like this. I I I, I kind of like this image here. Um. Yeah, when I saw this, I the like the first thought that came out of my head was, "Ooh." <laughs> I'm going to see if I can actually um, post it in the chat real quick. Uh, I mean, not in the chat on our stream real quick. Um, come on. Because this looks really freaking cool. And there it is. That is the new... Whoop. There we go. That's pretty cool. He kind of looks like... It looks like a freaking samurai. He's like a... He looks like a cooler version of Kenshin. Mm. This is somebody I would respect with a man bun. But anywho... It seems that... Uh, the Doku Genryu Masamune... Sengoku no Arcadia Gaiden manga launched with a scenario by Masaki Waji and illustrations by Anajiro on Kakao's Japan Pekoma website this past Wednesday for the new Captain Harlock manga, which takes place in the Sengoku period. That explains that. That's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And for those of you who don't know, Captain Harlock was created by Leiji Matsumoto. If you've ever seen Galaxy Express, Queen Emeraldus, same squad. So, here's the thing. The main character is Captain Harlock, who fights against the Metanoids and their leader, the Dark Goddess Dark Queen. While the Arcadia is advancing towards the final battle, Harlock is suddenly transported into Earth's past due to a supergravity wave. He meets the famous samurai Date Masamune, who looks just like him. But it seems that in, the pla in that place of Masamune, who seems to die, Harlock faces the samurai brought back to life through the power of the Metanoids. That sounds interesting. That also reminds me, I have to pick up a copy of Batman Ninja. Which, by the way, Mako, didn't you pick that up for me? Yes. Okay, did I pick that up from you yet? No. Okay, so I, kn so I know I have to get it this weekend then. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's boxed together with all the crap that uh, was ordered from Japan. Okay, cool. Um, Catherine Harlock, Dark Queen, and the Metanoids appear in various works in Masumoto's interwoven science fiction universe. He's best known for Catherine Harlock, Galaxy Express Triple Nine, and Space Battleship Yamato. And also Queen Emeraldus. The first part of Masumoto, a Koichi Shimahoshi series, Captain Harlock Dimensional Voyage, it, that manga ended uh, back in January 19th. The issue did not reveal if the manga will have a second part, but Shimahoshi noted that he would do his best with his next work. Okay, fair enough. In the original series from 77 to 79, the Harlock manga, the title character rebels against Earth's inept government and fights for humanity with his crew of 40 aboard the invincible spaceship battleship Arcadia. You may have also heard of the series Arcadia of My Youth, which is also Captain Harlock. Seven Seas Entertainment is releasing the original manga. I may have to pick this up. It inspired a series, an anime series back in 78, followed by featured films, OVAs, and here you go, Arcadia of My Youth, Endless Orbit SSX. And there was also a CG film in 2013. Film World Studios is developing a live-action film based on the manga. Um, film World Studios, if there's anybody from there watching this, 
Um, contact Robert Rodriguez. Contact James Cameron. Get their, get some insight from them. Look what they did to Alita. They could do that for this. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speak- yeah, I, I, I'd enjoy that. Okay, why don't you enjoy some of your fandom now? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about this one. So Detective Conan is getting a smartphone game Uh that is uh, one of those new runner games that are coming out. Mm. Uh, It was announced on Tuesday, and this is last Tuesday, that the smartphone game is being developed by Bushi Road. Of course they are! Uh huh. Um, so, for those that had the Detective Conan name, it will be called Detective Conan Runner uh, Race for the Truth. And for those that had the title for Case Closed, it will be Case Closed Runner Race to the Truth. It will be um, launching this year. Basically in a shit ton of places. It's not just being Hmm. launched in Japan. Uh, It's going to be launched in Hong Kong, Taiwan, South Korea, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Germany, Chile, Mexico, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, France, Indonesia, the Philippines, Spain, Brazil, Egypt, Italy, Norway, the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Denmark, Finland, Russia, and Sweden. Whether or not they all come out at the same time, that is not discussed. But it is going to be a runner game. Um, basically, you'll have your character and helper running and jumping to collect points. Uh, you'll be able to collect new original art that should be able to be saved and used on your phone um, on the home menu and such like that. But the game is also going to include story scenarios in which Conan and his and his friends have to solve cases. So, it also looks like players will receive in-game rewards at launch based on the total number of pre-registrations. So, if you would like to pre-register, it's going to be... Um, well, I, it's automatically opening up in the English one for me. So mine is case closed dash en dot bushiroad.com. Uh, typing that in will probably have it automatically changed to your country of origin so that you can pre-register if you would like. Have you already pre-registered Mako? Of course I did. <laughs> is it just me? Or when Mako Chan was announcing all of the different countries, the, the, the that song for Animaniacs started playing in your head. It was not just you; it was going through my head too. <laughs> Honestly, I was picturing the Chris Jericho thousand like, list of a thousand and four holds, where just like stand there with the one long sheet of paper that like curls down all the way to the floor. Yeah, and I've already pre-registered for the game. So, <laughs> and what's interesting, another friend of mine tagged me. It seems that um, the game. Puyo Puyo, or some called Puyo Pop, there's going to be DLC with the Sailor Senshi. Oh. 
Nice. Downside, Japan only, so. Other yeah, side? Yeah, not surprised on that. Other side? It's not hard to find the file to install and play the game, so. I mean, uh, Sega, I understand y'all going through some stuff. We've seen the whole, the, the reveal for the Sonic movie. We get it. We understand. You're filling yourselves with alcohol right now going, why? We get it. We understand. Yes. The fans hate you right yeah. now. <laughs> but um, can, what... have a little bit of redemption and bring us uh, the Puyo Pop game. J- just saying. And on a side note. How do you fuck Sonic up like that? I mean, it's the same studio. They got Pokemon right. But how do you... The funny thing (sighs) is, is somebody actually took the art of the original Sonic and basically tweaked it so it resembled the art style, like the the extra lines and the hair and Mm -hmm. all of that of the new Sonic. And it looks so much better. I still think... I, I think the way they should do it... He should look more like his gaming counterpart, but when you notice the quills, you can see like little hairs, like it's fur, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this oh. Sonic. Maybe they'll be re- look. This is all computer rendering, so they're probably going to try it again and again and again. Hopefully, I hope because even the cre- I think is it is this on on our lineup tonight? Um, I don't know. Think this made the lineup. I don't remember yeah. if I nope, added it in. It. Yeah, because the creator of Sonic's like, uh, yeah, no, no. Well, the creator of Sonic didn't have anything bad to say necessarily about the art. He had bad to say about the proportions, which, not for nothing, is what Sonic is known for, and True. trying to put human proportions onto an anthropomorphic, you know, hedgehog, it, you know, it makes it too weird. And I totally get it. But the way he responded is sort of like the same way when someone told the curatorial about live action Dragon Ball, you know, it's kind of, the expressions are kind of one and the same. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, no. No, but good luck. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of good luck and so forth, it's, it looks like, um, fun. No, Theo, I do not want him to voice Sonic. No. I mean, I admit I miss him voicing Sonic. Well, yeah, me too, but still. By the way, we're, t- we met, we're referencing, uh, Jaleel White. But anywho, moving on to better things. Funimation, they're changing their, their tiers now for their subscription services. Now, on a side note, I didn't realize that um, you could just go on the Crunchyroll site and just watch all the anime for free with commercials. I didn't realize. I thought you had to create like a basic login in order to get it, but whatever. But, no, um, Crunchyroll, the only thing that you don't get unless you are a member are um, like they're behind a week. Yeah, which I'm totally cool with. Well, so. price to pay. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. but look at they're only like seven bucks a month. I'm like, that's a steal. But anywho. Funimation is changing their tiering system around. You got Premium, Premium Plus, and Premium Plus Ultra. Who didn't see that coming? I see you. So basically, the Premium tier is 6 bucks a month. And that's the way it's been. Or $60 a year. The Plus tier is $8 a month or $80 a year. This, will, this tier will allow you to have 
five simultaneous user streams, which means five you can have five people, five accounts under this, five profiles, and all five of you can watch anime at the same time. That means that all five of you can split that $80. Exactly, <laughs> you cheap little... Anywho, plus These you new can... tiers are going to cause new tiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can now you'll be able to download episodes to your to your mobile phone, which is cool. That way, if you're if you're living in, like in New York City, you're underground, you can pull up episodes and do it. Plus, you get access to special member-only events and member areas and other benefits on the Funimation shop. Now, the Plus Ultra is an, it's an annual basis off the bat, ninety-nine bucks a year. It's everything what we mentioned previously. Plus, you get an annual gift on your membership anniversary. You get two pay-per-view event rentals each year and free shipping on anything you buy from their store. And by pay-per-view, I'm going to assume, like, maybe there's some special events on their site where you can rent or something like that. Or, I, I don't know. And, I, and for some reason, I'm kind of picturing Luffy versus Goku for the Funimation World Heavyweight Championship belt, you know. But if they said pay-per-view, I, I don't know. I don't care. But, it's better than Jump Force. Rival Schools is a better game than Jump Force. <laughs> but now here's something. Now, if you already have an existing membership, you your premium membership is going to become a premium plus. And also, you will get the lower tier rate. And as long as your membership stays current, you got that. So, again, you're getting all of this for $6 a month. There's no excuse not to do it. I'm just saying. Yeah, and now would be the time to uh, sign up for Funimation before that whole change happens. Yes. And it's mm -hmm. six, and you get two people to stream it. You and your friend can split this for $3 a month. I'm just saying. I mean, if you have a friggin' PayPal debit card, tie it to your Funimation account. Have your friend PayPal you 3 bucks a month. That way, you're well, good. Well, no, because the people that are going over now are going to have the Premium Plus. That's five of them. Five of them for $60 a year. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. So, even better. I'm Not for nothing, I'm thinking about doing it. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I think I have enough. And I, I'm at the point where I don't even care about splitting the costs. I really don't. That's not bad of a price, you know? No, it's it's not at all. And as Theo says, it's cheaper than the WWE Network at $9.99 a month. I, I know, right? Mm-hmm. At least on the Funimation Network, there's stuff I, I actually w look forward to watching. Just saying. Ouch. <laughs> oh, God, this shit's WrestleMania is going to be a train wreck. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving right along. Oh, one more thing. They say down here at the bottom, they they have a friend, friends and family and power-up add-on options. They're going to be deleted as of April 10th, and the company's going to discontinue those monthly charges. But they will continue their free membership as before. So sign up now. Get it at 6 bucks a month. F hell, you and two buddies, $2 a month. $2 a month. Get two more yeah, friends. You never know with some of the people you live with. That might, might still be too much for them. I mean, or do it like this. 
One person gets covers the Funimation. One person covers the Hulu. J j just saying, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, ActF, two dollars a month. If you sign up for Funimation now and get on this subscription system, you'll get the Premium Plus at six dollars a month. You get two more of your friends, and you split it three ways. Two dollars a month for uninterrupted, uncut, commercial-free anime with simul dubs. You can't beat that. But of course, there's always someone that's going to argue it's too much money, and they they need to be smack-handed into Mercury. Sorry, Ari. Some some offense taken. <laughs> Well, and ActF says, sucks that Funimation doesn't work outside the U.S., though, as far as I know. It might, but with the proper VPN, it'll work for you. Just saying. Just saying. But, anywho, Ari, now that we're talking about animation, what's going on with the, with this, this this one prep company? Uh, well, <clears throat> an animator prep school is slated to open in April, promising to help its students find work after graduation. The hope is to help the industry train and retrain and retain young animators. The school is run by Sumugi Animation Research Institute, which also, is, which is also an animation production company that mainly specializes in ass assisting various productions. The Animator Prep School program aims to make it easier for graduates to find stable work in the industry by removing the need for animators to work as low learning, learning low earning in between animators as a form of training. The dominant trend in the industry currently is to use in between animation as a stepping stone for learning key animation and layouts. However, for many in between animators, it could take years before they are permitted to take on other jobs, a trend which negatively affects ret retention rates in the industry. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the animator prep school accepts students regardless of their experience or skill with animation and will train them for up to two years so they can graduate with an accepted level of skill. The school will give graduates an unofficial job offer at Zoom at Sumugi Animation Research Institute. The school opened enrollments on February 26th and will hold information ses sessions in March and classes commence on April 15th. We were talking about this at one point, right? How uh, how animators in Japan are paid rather poorly, especially yeah. uh, new, new people. Yeah, and um, what's interesting, you know, like I was watching uh, Bang Dream and I spotted a couple of the English names and it's animators. I'm like, well, hey, they got there. You know? I mean, I, I totally get it, you know? So if you want to move up in the animating world and not just pretty much, pretty much you know, have, have the kanji for interns, you know, scrawled on your forehead with a magic marker. <laughs> there you go. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. All right, and leading right into about the Japan Cartoonist Association. <clears throat> oh, right, this is also me. Yeah. A subcommittee of Japan's Agency for Cultural Affairs recently agreed on a plan to expand the scope of copyright law. Which I believe we talked about, I think, on last week's show? Yes. Yes. Okay. Plenty of times before mm -hmm. that as well. <clears throat> Downloading anime images, illustrations, illustrations and photographs that are illegally posted to personal blogs and Twitter accounts 
would also be illegal, as would copying and pasting song lyrics. The laws would not be limited to directly downloading images themselves. Taking screenshots of illegally uploaded media would also be against the new laws. The Jap- Japan Cartoonists Association released a formal statement on Wednesday in response to the laws. We ask that due deliberation is taken to ensure that expansion of copyright law does not impede civil rights services, such as research and freedom of expression. And the association said it understood that the laws were targeting illegal sites, but certain improvements need to be made with uh, suggestions like the law should address repeat offenders, address the illegal uploading and sharing of manga with no alterations of content, and should only target cases where the rights holders' profits are negatively effective. Several manga artists complained about the motion to exp- expand copyright law on Twitter immediately after a news circulated. They expressed words that the law was too vague and that fan activity should be, could be negatively effective. affected. Did-a. So yeah, it does seem there's a lot, a lot of vagueness in this, doesn't it? Yeah, and the thing is, there are a lot of laws out there that range across the board, and there's a lot of vagueness to it, which basically means the more vague it is, the more... The, Potential for abuse. Yeah, that and right. more the businesses behind it can one up everybody, you know? They can fuck with the law and uh, screw people over with it. Basically. Well, let let's see how, how this rolls out, so it is, you know. Moving right along. Mock up. Yeah. Marco. Okie dokie. Is that me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Sorry, one of the cats just like ran in here like a bat out of hell. <laughs> Callie? Yep. Okay. Have you noticed that when we're when we're on Skype with, with um with Patty and Steph, Damien is loud and he's always wants to be part of the conversation. But now Lately, when we're doing our, this show, he he's like nowhere to be found per se, or he is where to be found, but he's just quiet. Yeah, it's mainly because I'm not paying any attention to him, mm. because I'm not on the bed with him, so he feels like he doesn't have to try and grab my attention. Gotcha. But yes, so the uh, girl idol group Sphere... I think I've heard uh, of them. They can cons- it's a girl idol group um of voice actors. Well, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary in Shibuya Tower Records an exhibit. It consists of voice actors Minako Kotobuki, who is a smoogie from Kaon, uh Ayahi Takaki, who's Chris from Senki uh, Zesho, uh, Symphogear. I've heard great things about that one. <clears throat> uh, Haruka, uh, Tomatsu, who is Asuna from Sword, on- Sword Art Online. Uh, Aki Chiyosaki, who is Yui from Kaon. Uh, the group debuted in April of twenty uh, of two thousand nine, releasing their first single, Future Stream and have performed the theme songs for numerous anime titles, including Squid Girl, Season 2, 
I've always liked you and Bakuman 3. Well, they are celebrating their 10th anniversary and there is currently an exhibit in the Shibuya Tower Records which is showing off some of the costumes that they've worn. Oh, nice. And just in, you know, typical idol fashion, uh, they each have their color. They each have, you know, their own style, whether it's a more, you know, poof to their sleeve or the, the thickness of their skirts. But... Uh, there's also art of the four members drawn by artist uh, Mine Yoshi, uh, Yoshizaki, who's done uh, Kimono Friends and Sergeant Frog. Kato, kato. So it's kind of like that chibi, bubbly, cutesy kind of uh, animation. Hmm. And there's all cat girl versions of them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the exhibit has shut down it ran from february 9th to march 3rd and uh is free for preschoolers that's precious (laughs) but i mean it's it's kind of cool that there are so many because i know this isn't the first time that voice actors have collaborated to do some sort of singing group idol group um they have been done in the past. So it's kind of cool to see what they do when they're not actually voice acting. And it also shows that when they do get voice actors in Japan, nine times out of 10, the voice actors actually know what they're doing vocally more than just talking. So true. So true. All right, and speaking of um, voice actors and so forth, and and seiyuu and idol groups and singing, we come to a sad note that anime song label Zero A is shutting down. It, it, was, it started as a part of Universal Music in, back in 2012, and it established itself a year later. But they recently announced that they're done at the end of this month. They were formerly part, established as part of the DD project for anime and item music back in 2013, which is a great thing. It, But again, as I've said previously, it began a year prior when Universal Music became involved with the production for Sengoku Collection. Alright, go on with yourselves now. The label currently manages the groups and its Petite Milady, Heart Invader, Jury Nakasuna, Nakasuma, Aya Uchida, Pixis, Natsuki Hane, and Eddie Yamazaki. Hopefully, you know, they'll be able to get, they'll be able to continue their careers at different um, studios. I'm going to have to go ch- keep this this tab open and kind of check around and see what kind of um, music that they, their music, and just kind of give it a good listen. Kind of reminds me of the the anime streaming song service in here in the states called Aniuta. I listen to it, and it's like you get little snippets of the music, but in order for you to really listen, you gotta subscribe. So I'm just like, uh, no. Sounds at least partially like those hit hip clips that uh were around in the mid '90s. Yeah, I, I remember those. 
Uh, all that cheap ass plastic for a snippet of a song. Mm. Well, I mean, at that time, that's what the technology is, and now you don't even need that anymore. Hmm. <sighs> all right. Now that we got the seriousness out of the way, let's head over to Japan. Oh boy. And I've come to the conclusion whenever Mako-chan is out, generally the longer she's out, the more outlandish her articles are. And I think sometimes she just picks articles to see who is going to crack first. Hey, I do that normally. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me being out. But will you plot it when you're out as makes it even worse? Yeah, well, let's just remember I wasn't actually planning to be out last week, so... True. But you know what? I'm going to take the second article. I think that's the lesser damage of the three. So you taking the first one, Mako-chan? Yeah, sure, I'll take the first one. I don't care. It's all you, dear. So, yeah, a man in Kobe was reported to police after he said hello to a schoolgirl who said hi to him first. Mm. And basically everybody is confused as to why. So a schoolgirl school was standing outside of a building in Midomachi, a neighborhood in the city of Kobe. Hearing a sound behind her, she turned around and saw a man in either his 30s or 40s standing there. Hello, said the girl to the man. Hello, said the man to the girl. And then the two went on their separate way. And while that sounds like a mundane encounter, uh, it was bad enough that the girl decided that she really needed to go and report him to the police. So there is now a report for a suspicious man described as being approximately 107... 170 centimeters, which is about five foot seven, uh, with black hair. And for the safety, for your safety, call for help in a loud voice. Immediately run away and inform police. And of course, you know the internet went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, so, oh, saying hi makes you a criminal. Is saying hello back to a school schoolgirl who said hello to you first not allowed? It's like, no matter what you do, you're going to get reported to the police. And while, you know, this goes on to say that on the surface, it seems like, you know, it's very, very weird. The fact that this girl did decide to go to the police after things happened. And the fact that the police are actually looking for him um, seems to go towards something actually having happened. And the police do state that they don't want to give any more away because if they do, it they feel that it would give the girl's identity away. And they don't want to do that, you know, because of retaliation and all of that. But yeah, so right now there's a police report out there looking for a man who said hello back to a girl that said hello. That's just weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's 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 a little weird. It's a little out there. It's a little, you know, kind of scary. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know who's watching. I am okay. I do not have a headache. I'm just trying to process the story. It's making <laughs> your head hurt, isn't it? Not really, but it's just... <sighs> I mean, it does make me wonder what exactly happened that would give away her identity but was still strong enough to actually have a full police report written. Let's talk about... Yeah, that was the tamest of the three. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, adult video games and the church. Okay, that's an odd segue. Yes, yes it is. And I just realized, because, this, because one of the add-ons I have on, on my browser... I, I, I couldn't um read the actual text. I had to turn. I had to switch it off. There we go. It seems that the t this church discovered uh, the contributions that Rekka Katagiri did to various Edo games. Said uh, we ain't having this, and this was three weeks before the concert. So this, it was supposed to happen on the 16th. And the thing is, she's not a household name, but she has a loyal fan base due to her 20 years of singing theme songs for various anime and video games. But even though she does, she wouldn't need a huge stadium-sized venue, she picked one with a distinct visual appeal, which seemed to be a smart call considering how important aesthetics are to otaku, which makes sense. So the church, so the concert was going to be held at a church in Tokyo Shinjuku Ward, which is cool. All right. But on February 27th, Katakiri received a notice from the church saying they were no longer willing to host her for the concert, even though ticket sales have already been going through. Well, Basically, what happened was, as always, these people always do a little research on who they're hosting so they know, they kind of have a good understanding of their work. So the church did look her up. They noticed that she did songs from Higurashi and Kokoro Connect. But also, she's done songs for Edo Games, better known as English Porn Games. And I will say, they're all, I've played a few, like, H games, and the opening themes are pretty cool. Yeah, I've got you. soundtracks for a crap ton of H games. I think I have a couple myself. They basically told her that your work with adult games does not fit with the image of a church facility as, as a holy place. Not disclosing such work is tantamount to false representation. I mean, I, 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 I get it. But at the same time, huh? 
and answer your question, Theo, what's the predominant religion in Japan? I'd assume Buddhism. Anyway. Not necessarily. I said, I said, I'd assume. I didn't say it was. Now, Katakuri played this all out on Twitter, explained the whole story. She never concealed a lie about her involvement in the industry. But she said it was partially her fault because she sent them the link to her website, but she's promoting her her non-game and animated related stuff, and it wasn't too much later that the church noticed the connection to the adult games. So, yeah. She regrets in not being clearer in describing her connections to the adult game industry, even though she explained that she had several discussions with the venue leading up to the concert and had voluntarily chosen not to include any songs that could have been seen as sexual or evil in tone in her set list. Okay, cool. Had the venue had known about her work in adult in the adult games from the beginning, they probably they would have said no, most likely. She does apologize for the insufficient coordination on my part and for the great inconvenience I have caused everyone. It's sort of like you don't, it's like, don't ask, don't tell, slash, well, maybe I should say something, you know? But she does not apologize for her work in, in, in these Edo games. In both my personal and contractor work as a musician, I put the utmost effort in creating music. I have no regrets, and instead I feel nothing but gratefulness to the industry. Awesome. Right now, they're looking for a new site for the concert, and they've narrowed it down to two places, but neither is as large as the original church location, so additional ticket sales are being suspended. Katakiri, no, Katakiri uh, says that should, the, should there be a, a change in the location, they will, the ticket prices will be refunded. Okay, cool. But still, she says talks with replacement venues are going well and look, and it's looking likely that the original concert will neither be canceled nor postponed, but take place on March 16th as originally planned. Awesome. And there are the ladies from Starlit Creation saying that all your mother is in need of Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel. And I think Jesus look at the wheel and say, you know what? You drive this mother. I'm out. Yeah, and, and not for nothing, I, I am actually going to go with a Christian church on this. You know, maybe it's I, my I, fault you know for uh, using you know, <laughs> Google Translate, but that was supposed to say, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Lord. I have to I, I you know something, Michael? I have to agree here. I'd have to Either go. Either that or there is a Church of Scientology in Tokyo. Mm. Oh, God, that's all they need. Our Tom Cruise is an awesome Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 when you look forward to Godzilla destroying everything. And as Theo the X75 says, praise Lord Xenu. <laughs> okay, Marco, wrap this up. It's not me. I did it's mine me. already. Okay, Ari, wrap this up. A Japanese man finds Grandpa using masturbatory aid as a flower face on altar for deceased Grandma. Okay. If, if you notice, right up there, right in the middle of his for of Ari's forehead, if you look closely, the crack is starting to form. <laughs> oh, God. 
In just about every Japanese home, you'll find an altar with photographs and ashes of ancestors who have passed away. At the altar, family members who live in the house say prayers, burn incense, make offerings, you know, that sort of thing. For example, <clears throat> Japanese Twitter user KoniY0805's parents' home, there's an altar with a photo of his grandmother who passed last year. When he came to visit for the first time in a while, he made sure to stop by the altar to say hello, and he saw that the photo was flanked by fresh flowers in a pair of containers. One of them wasn't a flower vase. <clears throat> that striped red and silver vet. Wait, if I have to look at this, then so do you. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, kids, read along. That striped red and silver vessel to the left of the frame photo couldn't hold water, but it was actually designed to be filled up with an entirely different kind of liquid. Oh, God. While the logo is partially obscured, you can make, make out the letters G and A near the base because it's actually a Tenga, Japan's most popular masturbatory aid. And like, Grandpa, it's not a flower vase. Why didn't any of my relatives stop him before this happened? The only silver lining is that I hadn't ever used it. Oh, so it's his! <laughs> This just makes it even worse. Ari, are you okay, my friend? Oh, I'm fine. What, what makes you think of... Let's see. Of course, the Tengas came with a large opening at the tip that would be extremely messy to use for their original purpose. God damn it. As further investigating, he found out that his grandfather had taken a pair of pliers and torn a hole at the top in order to fit the flowers in. A couple of questions spring to mind. No fucking shit. <laughs> what kind of job did he have that, that has coworkers sent on the wall with, Good luck with your job. Oh, you think you're going to be jacking off a lot? And second, when he moved out of his parents' house, why didn't he take the tango with him or at least throw it away, leaving it instead of leaving it for the house's remaining occupants to apparently stumble across when he's when tidying up his room? And on the left, uh, plushy Abishudo is a picture of Satanga. You know, let's see. And you can see the stems of the flowers sticking out. Yeah. If you didn't already know what it was for, it wouldn't be hard to think it might be a vase. And even if his family, his grandfather read the large Tanga printed on the side, he might have assumed it was just a Japanese word for Tanga, you know, which means grace giving him all the more reason to think it was an elegant interior accent. See, this is along, this is kind of sort of along those lines of they have these masturbatory products where you can put your dead significant other's ashes into it and use it. Well, that just sounds like necrophilia with extra steps. <laughs> that was bad. That was so, so bad. That's why I said it! If I go down, I'm taking your ass to hell with me. Can, 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 can we wrap it up? I, I don't think I could top that after that. Uh, 
can't. I didn't have it on the screen, too. I just noticed it. I said that earlier. Oh, God, I, I fucking blanked. My mind just, like, shut down for a couple seconds. <laughs> well. Yeah, I, I just find it amusing that Tenga actually did come out with a vase as a promotional item. <laughs> Can I just walk away and say goodnight? Can I, at be... this point? You you, you can say you. goodnight and do what you need to do. You cannot walk away because the stream is going. Well... <sighs> you know, I'll just accept this double KO and have it as a win for Mako, so... <laughs> I, I, I cannot take the credit. You must thank Japan. <sighs> if you like the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Even something as outlandish as what we just talked about. And it's all true. Oh, God. Check out our website at AnimeChampSession.com where we post our weekly podcast, our convention reports, anime reviews, cosplayer interviews, tips and tricks, and links to our YouTube videos and convention photos. And that's all at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can find our show on various sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, CastBox. We're trying to get on Spotify. Any program you use to download podcasts, put in Anime Jam Session. You'll find us. And a lot of these sites allow you to do reviews, so we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think of the show. So review, give us a review. We'd appreciate that. And Are they going to get a mess of one stars or a mess of five stars after this episode? Or just a no mess? Or just a mess in general? No, no in between. Mm. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. All at Anime Jam Session, our awesome social media sites. And to everyone that follows us on those social media sites, thank you so much for your love and support. We could not do this show without you. While I try to recuperate, last words, Ari. You know, I, I originally was going to write that little sign with this little thing. Yeah. And it's just a normal ballpoint pen, but then I had to grab a Sharpie. Unfortunately, it was a little fine point thing, so it didn't come up as thick as I wanted to. So I fucked up twice in the same gimmick. So yay me. Last words, Mako-chan. I need a nap for eight hours <laughs> my last words is I hate you guys I really do <laughs> alright Cartman that is it end of list I'm Ranma I'm Ari and I'm Makachan great fight great night see you next week I'm gonna go watch more Bang Dream Good night, everybody Good night. I'm gonna go watch the back of my eyelids you do that Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, y'all. We out.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!